You're listening to the One Hope Church Podcast. The following audio is from the weekly gatherings of One Hope Church in Orlando, Florida. We pray that you'll be encouraged and challenged as you listen. Hey, good morning, One Hope Church. Pastor Justin here. It's good to be with you. It has been a chaotic a week or so, uh, but it is good to to be with you this morning just to share a little bit uh, of updates and, and what's going on. And so if you missed it this past week on Tuesday, a number of us gathered and we uh, moved everything out of the YMCA and into uh, the gym at Orlando Chinese Church just down the road. And um, I'm recording this on Friday. And so tomorrow, Saturday, the plan is to go and to move that all into storage. And so um, that's kind of where things are at now. It's been uh, a little bit chaotic and uncertain, but I also want to just celebrate. You know, we gathered last Sunday, 100 plus of us gathered in different places. And uh, on Tuesday, many of you came out to help. And I'm I'm guessing tomorrow many are going to come out to help. And so that's just so encouraging. And that's just the church being the church. So I want to celebrate that uh, at the same time as we're trying to figure out what the next step is. And so we have been actively looking at some different options of where we can meet moving forward. And so we're going to have some discussions about that and continue to update you as we get more information. And so I'll tell you, I'm anxious to get back into John 13 to 17. I just thought there's so much good stuff there. We're getting into some good things. And so I can't wait to get back into that. But today, what I wanted to do is um, actually just share just a little bit of scripture that just uh, was put on my heart this week uh, as I've been praying and talking and praying with others. And so I just really wanted to share some reflections. It'll be less of a sermon and more of reflections, but I do think there are some uh, takeaways that we can have for this. And so um, we're going to go to Mark chapter 4. Uh, starting in verse 35. It's a well-known story. It's uh, Jesus calming the storm. And uh, providentially, perhaps last year, when we were going through the Gospel of Mark, uh, this is one of the sermons that I did not preach. And so uh, I'm going to get to just share a little bit from uh, the text uh, today. And um, the reason I came to that text is I was praying with some friends that are pastors of mine and just letting them know what's going on. And as we were praying, and, and this story came to one of them, and he shared it with me, and I went and read it, and I just felt like this is a really good, uh, not to overdo the motif of the storm and, and the waters and, and, the, and the waves and all that stuff, uh, but it does seem to keep uh, coming up. And so I thought, well, let's just spend a little bit of time looking at this text and see what the Lord might have for us. And then um, if you're gathering here on Sunday morning, I just, you know, I'll release you to pray together, uh, do some questions if you want, look at the passage and worship. And so that's what we'll do today. And so let's look at this story. Um, I got my fancy high tech here behind us, and so we'll see how that goes. Let me just read it, and then we will, um, we'll just, I'll just make some comments about it. So on that day, uh, when evening had come, uh, he said to them, Jesus said to them, let us go across to the other side. And leaving the crowd, he, uh, they took with him in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves were breaking into the boat, so that the boat was already filling. Interesting. <laughs> but uh, he was in the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they woke him and said, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? And he awoke and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was great calm. And he said to them, Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that the wind and the sea obey him? So what do we have to uh, gather from this passage? And so there's just a couple things I want to point out. Number one, that there was a, uh, a great storm that came. And so uh, we got to imagine, right? I mean, these are sailors. This is a scary moment. They know the sea. They're out. You know, it's evening. It's dark. And the storm comes up. And it's so bad. And the, and the great, you know, the wind is coming. And it's pouring into 
the boat, right? I mean, I, again, the, the, the connection point to the why there is, uh, is interesting. But it's pouring into the boat, and so they are afraid. They're filled with fear. And, um, and so w- what do they do? And this is the question, right? What do we do when, when life hits us as it has recently? Uh, maybe you've experienced loss. What do we do with that? And notice what the disciples do. Well, they go to Jesus, which is the right answer. They go to Jesus, the one who can help them, the one that does love them, the one that is going to respond to them. And so um, I, I just think it's really uh, interesting that Jesus there, he's uh, asleep, right? He's uh, in the sleep on the back uh, of the boat. And, uh, and sometimes, you know, when, when life hits us, we may think, it may feel like God is sleeping. Like, where is God? But of course, you know that God isn't sleeping. Psalm 121 says that God does not slumber, but he will keep you. And he is keeping you. And Jesus, of course, was God in the flesh and in his humanity. Uh, he is sleeping. Uh, but we know that God is never sleeping. God is sovereign over uh, the storm. He's over this storm. And as we're going to see, he has a purpose uh, for it. But what I want to point out here is the point that all of us come to when life hits us, when tragedy hits us, when suffering hits us. Um, this is the, where the enemy strikes. This is where our fears and insecurities arise. We begin to ask this question. Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Don't you care, Jesus, that we are perishing? Literally, that we are being destroyed is, is the word there. And so they're afraid for their life. They think we're, we may not make it out of this. We're going to lose all of our stuff. We're going uh, you know, to lose our fishing boat. We may lose our lives. And they go to Jesus and they say, teacher, don't you care? And that is the question for all of us. We may begin to think that God doesn't care about us because suffering comes, because loss comes, because our worlds are turned upside down. And Jesus, uh, as we'll see, he does care. But I I just think we need to pause on that idea because this really is the question for us. Don't you care, God? I mean, this again, back in Genesis 3, this was the enemy's attack. God doesn't care about you. He doesn't have your best interest in mind. He's holding out on you. And so we've got to cling to this truth. And all of us, when suffering comes, when we lose that job, when we lose that relationship, when our marriage isn't going well, when our kids are, uh, are, are uh, difficult, um, when, when things just aren't working out, uh, we all have to decide what do we do in our time of suffering, in our time of uncertainty, in our time of insecurity. And there's really only two directions to go. You can run to God, as they did. You can go to Jesus and say, Jesus, don't you care? Or you can run away from God. You can try to fix the problem yourself. You can jump overboard and try to save yourself. And so this is the decision we have to make. Are we going to come to God, even when we don't know, even when we're not sure, even when we're doubting whether or not he even cares for us, are we going to come to him? And we're going to see that he does care for us, of course. And so I just want to let that sit, right? Just let that sit. Do we believe that God is good even when we experience loss? Now, I was reading Psalm um, 40 this morning, and um, it just hit me because it, it kind of answers the same question. Don't you love this about the Bible? Like, no matter where you're reading in the Bible, um, it, it's all connected. And so I was reading uh, Psalm 40 this morning, and uh, this is what I read. Uh, Blessed is the man, this is verse 4, blessed is the man, now listen to this, who makes the Lord his trust, who makes the Lord his trust, saying the same thing, and as opposed to uh, uh, who does not turn to the proud, uh, to those who go astray after a lie. Now, that could be any number of lies, but here's the same truth in Psalm 40 as David's writing. Blessed is the man who makes 
the Lord, the Lord Jesus, the Lord God, his trust. And doesn't turn to the proud, those who think they know the answer, those who have some quick solution. It doesn't turn to those who go astray after a lie that, that God isn't good, that God isn't loving, that God isn't in control, and God isn't in power. Okay, so blessed is the man. And so this, again, is the call for us to come to Jesus, even if we don't think he cares, even if we're uncertain, even if we're suffering, because Jesus has a greater purpose, because Jesus is the sovereign king, and because God is always working. So what does Jesus uh, do? Let's look at how he responds here. Uh, Verse 49, it says, and he awoke, Jesus woke, and he rebuked the wind. Really, the language there, he just said to the wind, uh, rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace, be still. Like literally, peace, be calm and muzzled, be quiet, close your mouth. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And so we, here we see Jesus responds in power, responds out of his nature, responds out of his power, responds out of who he is. And this is uh, the beautiful thing. This is a beautiful thing that Jesus demonstrates his power before their eyes. Jesus is Lord. You see, what the disciples need and what many of us need is increased faith, is greater faith, is greater trust. You see, notice here they call him teacher. They say, teacher, don't you care? They haven't called him Lord yet. They don't still fully understand who Jesus is. But he is the Lord. He is the Lord God. And look at what he says in uh, verse 40 and 41. He basically says the same thing. He said to them, why are you so afraid? And the word there for fear is not uh, phobos. Remember, we get phobia. It's the word for cowardice. Why are you, why are you so afraid? Don't, didn't you know who I am? Have you still no faith? Are you still not trusting me? And they were filled with great fear and said to one another, Who then is this that even the wind and the sea obey him? Okay, now let's let that sink in uh, because here's the point, right? Now we may ask this this age-old question, why does God allow suffering? Why does God allow loss? Why would God allow our, our, our space for gathering to be flooded out so we can't gather as we normally would? Why would God do that? Let me just submit to you that in this story, without the storm, without the boat filling up, without the disciples freaking out and coming to Jesus, they never would have seen what their initial response was, which was a good thing, was to go to Jesus. That's the right response. And they never would have seen the power of God in Jesus Christ. Had the storm not come and rattled their boat, and had they not been so afraid, and had they not feared for their lives and cried out to Jesus, they never would have seen the power that Jesus demonstrated by simply speaking to the storm. Be still. Peace. Be still. And what was their response? Great fear. Who is this that even the wind and the waves obey him? You see, this is the wisdom of God. And this is the story all throughout Scripture that God allows uh, suffering at times. He allows loss because his greater, He has a greater purpose in that. And His greater purpose is to reveal His glory in a more tangible and powerful and more present way in our lives. See, not only that, but the greatest demonstration, the greatest power, the greatest manifestation of God's love was the sending of his one and only son, Jesus Christ, that those who would believe in him might not die, but have eternal life. See, Jesus' life, death, and resurrection is the greatest demonstration of God's love. And it's the greatest demonstration of God's power in his resurrection. And so if ever there was someone who was undeserving of suffering and circumstances, it was Jesus. 
Yet, God in His goodness, in His wisdom, in His glory had a plan because of His great love for you and I, that He was going to overcome sin. And then He was going to reconcile us to Himself in the greatest miracle and the greatest glory and the greatest mercy of God. And so as we look to our surroundings, as we look to what's going on, as we look to the circumstances, as we look to the floodwaters, as we look to potentially losing things, we can trust who God is in His goodness. We can trust stories like this. We can trust the Bible because it's true. And we can believe that God has a greater purpose, that He wants to reveal a greater glory, uh, a greater manifestation of Himself and His glory and His power in and through one hope because of who Jesus is. If we seek Him, if we come to Him, if we declare that He's not just teacher, but He is Lord and He is Savior, and we cry out to God in prayer and say, God, save us. God, what would you have for us? God, we're coming to you. God, give us wisdom. God, give us your power. Give us your presence, Lord. Show us the way. And then our job is to wait patiently. And so to come back to Psalm 40, again, where I was at just this morning, uh, it just hit me again. It's just right where we are. Look at what the psalmist says. I waited patiently for the Lord. So much of our walk with God is waiting, isn't it? Waiting, and sometimes it's maddening. Now, the disciples, when they came to Jesus, He immediately answered their fears. And sometimes He does that. He immediately comes and does something miraculous. And I'm hoping He does that with the building. I hope He does something miraculous that we, we uh, couldn't even imagine. I waited patiently for what? For the Lord. And he inclined, he inclined to me and he heard my cry. What a great comfort. God hears our cries in Christ Jesus. And listen to this. He drew me up from the pit of destruction out of the miry bog and set my feet upon a rock, making my steps secure. That's a promise. We come to God. We wait patiently in his timing, in his sovereignty, in his wisdom. He will set us upon the rock and uh, make our steps secure. I love that promise. I love, you know, just think about why David went through everything he went through so he could pen these psalms and give us hope, right? Us hope in this day, in this age, that we too can trust the character and the promises of God. And here's the response of Psalm 40, verse 3. He put a new song in my heart. I love that. A new song. A song of praise to our God. Many will see and fear. Listen to this and put their trust in the Lord. Amen. Isn't that what it's all about? Putting our trust in the Lord that others may see and fear and revere God and also put their trust in Him. This is, this is the way that the gospel of the kingdom works. When suffering comes, we have an opportunity to suffer well, to suffer joyfully, to cry out to the Lord, and others will watch and when God answers in a powerful way, they too can come and see that the Lord is good. They too can taste and see, Psalm 34 again, that the Lord is good. And so that is our hope, and that's what we put our hope in. And that's what I just want to call us to continue to respond to as the church, to seek the Lord in this time of need, to pray in this time of need that God would move, that God would deliver, that God would give something uh, far above anything we could have ever hoped or imagined. That we'll look back in the coming months, in the coming years, and we will just glory in God for what He did in this season of one hope. And so that's my hope. That's my prayer. 
Our job is to come to Jesus, is to seek Jesus and to keep asking him. And let's continue to do this together as a church. And let's see how God's going to move because I don't know, but I'm in it. I'm in the boat with you all and we're coming to Jesus and we're, we're weathering this storm together. And I've just been so encouraged. And so I am anticipating, I do have a hope for what he's going to do. And so let's pray together. I want to encourage you to continue to pray individually uh, as you gather in groups and throughout the week. Uh, uh, just continue to ask him. We're going to continue to communicate updates as they come. And God willing, um, we'll be able to gather here real soon and uh, jump back into the Gospel of John and, uh, and see what the Lord has for us. So uh, we love you guys. Uh, I want to thank you so much for tuning in uh, this morning. Let me pray uh, for our time, and then uh, you know, I'll release you to do uh, whatever you're, whatever you're going to do in your groups, and, uh, or if you're just watching this later, I just may the Lord bless you. So let me, let me pray. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for this story. I thank you for how you rescued the disciples. I thank you for those storms, those uncertainties, those fears in our life. And I pray that we would be a people by the power of the Holy Spirit to respond and to come to the Lord Jesus, our Lord and Savior, and say, Jesus, save us. Lord, we're afraid. It feels like you don't care about us, but we ask you to, to move and to answer in a powerful way. And God, we're asking that now as a church, individually for those in One Hope who have suffered loss, I pray that you would show up in a, in a big way, in a powerful way, that we might glorify you, Lord, and that you may be glorified in and through the people of One Hope, and that many in the coming days would come to see for themselves and fear and put their trust in the Lord. We love you, and we pray all of this in your name, Jesus, and by your Spirit. Amen. Thank you for listening to the One Hope Church podcast. We encourage you to share what you've heard in conversation with family, friends, classmates, and coworkers. To connect with us or learn more, visit wehaveonehope.com.